Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant, and for those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007, and I'm the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. I work with survivors who are sick and tired of feeling broken and unfixable, and I help them let go of the pain of abuse and move on with their lives. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at www.rachelgrantcoaching.com. In this week's episode, we're going to be discussing the four common mistakes we make when searching for the one. Enjoy. I would love for everyone to welcome to the show uh, Rachel Grant, who is a coach and relationship expert, and uh, I think she's got some really interesting stuff today that you guys are going to want to listen to, because this is something, uh, especially on this channel, which everyone really wants to know about, and it's all about what are we doing wrong? You know, everybody talks about what to do right. Well, let's talk about what we're doing wrong when we're searching for the one. So Rachel has four mistakes we make when searching for the one. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Rachel. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So I just, I love this. I I, want to get right into it. You know, obviously, I know more than listeners do right now. So tell me about kind of, this process that you've you've put together for finding the one and you know figuring out all those mistakes in the meantime. 
Mm. Well, the first way to figure them out is to make them yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. (laughs) So I've certainly made every mistake that I'm going to talk about today. And, uh, you know, just as I've done work with clients who come to me who are thinking about, you know, getting out there and dating, and they're really looking for that life partner, that person that they're going to share their time with the most, I just started to see these patterns emerging over and over again and so tried to kind of consolidate it into a, a pretty streamlined, just approachable way of thinking through some of the mistakes that we make, especially when we're in that searching stage, when we're trying to connect with somebody and find and meet a person. There's certainly plenty of mistakes we make after the relationship is established and as we're going through and communication and things like that. But there are certain things that as we're in that journey of, you know, being out there meeting people that we want to think about and be aware of so that we can avoid those those pitfalls. Yeah, and I think that's especially important. And I just want to make a side note that, you know, when people are looking, they're so inclined to just ignore you know, the the flags or, you know, the, the things that we know in our gut are wrong, but we're so desperate to find somebody or to connect on a personal level that it's like, oh, forget it. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong here. So Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and one of the things I like about what we're going to talk about today is it, it helps put in, up a few, um, you know, safety nets around that, you know, that when you begin, begin to get clearer and clearer about what you're looking for, uh, hopefully some of the things we'll talk about today will also help you steer clear and recognize when you're doing that, when you're falling into that trap of, you know, I just want somebody, uh, which, you know, sometimes that's okay to just have that somebody, but with also the awareness that this isn't something that's going to go long-term because certain things are missing or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So it's okay to hang out with someone if you're not looking to, like, get married and have children right away, but at the same time, like, if that is the issue, then you need to, you know, really address these these problems. Right. Uh, so let's let's get into these columns. You have these three columns, um, and the first one is the deal breakers column. That's right. So, yeah, when I'm working with clients, you know, the first thing we want to do is just get, acknowledge that sometimes we think we're clear about what we're looking for but haven't really focused in on the qualities that are in really important, not so important, and then just plain fantasy. So this first column, the deal breakers, is addressing the what's really important. Gotcha. Yeah, and so the the entire process is about kind of refining and narrowing down, you know, what you will and will not kind of put up with in relationships, what's really important to you. And so the deal breakers come down to the qualities and behaviors of a potential partner that they absolutely really need to have. Now, what would you say are those deal breakers, you know, for people listening that are like, oh, I don't know, I don't know what's a deal breaker. <laughs> Well, they're certainly different for every person, but the one thing that's going to be unique about every person who takes this strategy or this approach is that you only get to have 10. Oh, really? Yeah. And so everyone starts to cringe at about this moment, like, there's so many more. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But this is part of the problem is that when we start to go out and assess a partner, we have this, you know, entire huge long list. And so it becomes like this check-off list that we're going to figure out, do you have this, do you have that? And oftentimes we're looking for the wrong things. And so the deal breakers list being very small, it's like these are your gatekeepers. This is the first stage where you want to really think about filtering out partners based on key values, 
key needs and desires because if they aren't aligned, you're going to get in trouble, right? So just to understand, the deal breakers could be a positive attribute in that list. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it could be either negative or positive, but there's 10 things that you write down and you say, like, I, he must be spiritual. Uh, he can't be a substance abuser. You know what I mean? It has to, it could be positive or negative in that direction. That's right. That's right. And so you want to think about it could be a characteristic. It could be, well, you know, really honest or humble or down to earth, right? could be a quality like, you know, I really like somebody who's tall or it doesn't matter to me, right? Um, or it could be a behavior, smoker, athletic, you know, those sorts of things. So you want to start focusing in on what are those ten key elements that you know if you're going to have a life and a partnership with somebody, they have to be in place. Otherwise, you're just going to end up butting heads. You know, one of the things that I see happen over and over again with clients is, you know, maybe the the woman is really geared towards wanting to have a family. And then she starts dating this guy who he's already had children and he's done, or he just knows he doesn't want to have kids at all. But then they end up in a relationship, and when the day comes when she's like, okay, time for baby-making, he's out the door, and she's yep. upset. You know? And she wonders why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. a huge point to, to really drive home to everybody because, listen, if, if someone is you know has a deal breaker on your list – they're probably not going to change that, you know, whatever that is, you know, if it's, like you said, if it's a family, if she requires a family and he already has one and doesn't want one, you're, you know, you could spend the next 10 years of your life trying to convince them to have more babies, but uh, it's probably not your best course of action. That's right. And we fall into the trap of thinking, oh, he'll be the one person who will change or she'll be the one person who will change because that does happen. You know, people start out thinking they want one thing and then they change their mind. But it is very rare. So being able to assess like how, you know, much of a, you know, desire is that is a, you know, is there a 50% chance or 90% chance? But if you know, you know, if it's kind of leaning towards the this is not really compatible, you know, that's the first mistake we make. We begin relationships with people who from the start aren't a good match and hope that they change <laughs> hope that they change yeah yeah maybe because you won't thing- always be an alcoholic exactly <laughs> or we tell ourselves well at the end of the day it's not that important to me but a deal breaker is really so very central to and core to who we are that once you get past the thrill like you know the oxytocin wears off sure. You know, then the deal breakers begin to be the things that you start to talk about and look for and want. So, you know, saving ourselves a lot of time, a lot of trouble, a lot of heartache by first of all paying very attention to, you know, what our deal breakers are. And, uh, yeah, and so the, the second piece of once you've identified your deal breakers is to actually really spend some time thinking about what each deal breaker really means. So you want to say, well, if you have something on your list like the person is humble, right, what does humble actually really look like to you? Do you really understand, like, what behaviors you're looking for that relate humble to you? Because what I think of as humble behavior might be very different for somebody else or, you know, gentlemanly, right? Whatever that looks like to me might be very different you know, for somebody else. So you want to start defining and getting very clear about what each of those deal breakers actually really look like and how you would look, define it and judge it. And I'm just going to make a plea right now for everyone, please don't make it physical. 
you know, you can have physical preferences, but I hate when I see, you know, oh, I want him blonde and 6'4 mm-hmm. and, you know, approximately a 38-inch waist. You know, these type of things are so superficial when it comes down to it and, and actually having a real relationship. Although I'm yeah. sure some people still have it on their list. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so those things can really nicely go into, you know, the second column, which is the would be nice column. Yeah. Right. Because the, the second mistake that we make is that we don't let people be the right person for us. Exactly what you're talking about. You know, it's like, well, I want, you know, the blonde six foot two guy. Uh, and then, you know, guy comes along who's five, nine brown hair and you just look right past him. And so whereas he would have all these other amazing qualities that would really be a wonderful fit for you. So, you know, we're so busy trying to figure out our list of 500 things that we're looking for. And the worst part is that we will hold ourselves back from actually investing or getting to know someone And when we have this big, long list. So, you know, that's the other reason why the deal breakers list is really short because what it does is it gives people – some people think, oh, well, that's going to really narrow my pool right? I'm going to all of a sudden have so few people to look at. Actually, what it does is it it expands because you take away the list of 500, you focus on a few things, and then all of the other stuff just becomes gravy. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's such a huge point to make is that, you know, everybody thinks that they have a type and that, that they have to go after their type. But, you know, there's so many reasons why your type is not what you should be going after. And, you know, there's so many people out there that might have these amazing connections with you on a real, you know, moral or solid core value level that you're missing because you're mm-hmm. looking at these people as totally, you know, superficially. So, you know, yeah. I think it would be awesome if people really put in that column of the deal breakers the really gritty stuff that that makes a relationship matter and and really pay attention to it when you're meeting these people. Yeah, that's right. Because what happens is you meet the six-foot-two blonde guy and you swoon, but then you don't pay attention to any of the core values that actually really matter. So at the end of the day, you've gotten something that matches on a physical, emotional level, but on kind of your values and intellectual and all that, it just falls apart, right? Well, okay, so, and we've been talking about this kind of, but you have the next column, which is the would-be-nice column. So what what do we put in there now that we've identified all these deal breakers? So this is where you get to go crazy and write down (laughs) anything and everything, except for what we'll talk about later goes in the fantasy column. But this is where you jot down all the things that you would prefer a partner to have, but you could actually, you know, live without if push came to shove. So, you know, one of the benefits of this list is that it really helps you get out of the mindset that, you know, I deserve a certain type of partner. I should just get this, right? Like it's just supposed to come to you. And But instead, if somebody has these qualities, then you really experience it as a bonus. So this is about taking away a little bit of the entitlement in relationships. Well, you know, I should have a, a man who does this. Or, I, you know, I want to have a man. So that if you get that, somebody who delivers on one of these things, you appreciate it and honor it as opposed to taking it for granted. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that that's a great point. And, you know, a great way to kind of think about it uh, when it comes to this stuff is is really, you know, there's so much entitlement in terms Mm -hmm. of, of relationships and people wonder why they're single. And I think it's a lot of times because they feel entitled to something that they're not, you know. So we need to start appreciating people for what they have to offer us and not looking at what they're not giving us. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and the, the wonderful thing about both the deal breakers and the would be nice column is that you can use these as conversation starters. You know, if you're out and you're dating and you've been seeing someone for a while and you're noticing that, well, I'm not 100% sure if they really have the deal breaker or not, if they're lining with me on that, or you think that you're seeing that they don't, a lot of times what we end up doing is we just make the final judgment ourselves, right? We just, we notice, oh, you know, he didn't call me back, you know, right away. He's not very courteous. He's not considerate. So we, we're like judge and jury right away. And the reason why we do that is a lot of times, as much as we're determined to be in relationship and connected, we also have all sorts of fears and hang-ups, right? Absolutely. And so we use it as like a great excuse to just bail and push away. So I kind of take away that excuse by helping people think about how are you actually going to communicate these needs and these desires. So say for that's the other reason why getting specific around what these things really are. So for example, if you one of your things is to be respectful and one of the ways that you define respect is you call me back within, you know, three hours or whatever. Until you actually communicate that to the person you're dating, they don't even know they're breaking one of your deal breakers. Yeah. Like they have no clue. Uh, and they you, they might be very happy to call you back within three hours, but until you actually have that conversation and say, hey, you know, I'd really appreciate it if, you know, I text you or call you or whatever and you see that, you get back to me within this amount of time and would that be okay with you? Are you up for that? Then, you know, then you start actually building things out. And the same thing for the would-be-nice column. You know, maybe you really want a guy who cooks dinner once a week. Well, maybe he doesn't do it naturally, but maybe if you ask him and say, you know, one of the things that really he turns me on or that I really appreciate about a person that I'm with is, you know, if they cook for me, you know, maybe he'll be up for it. I think, you know, that's a great point because a lot of the, you know, obviously there's going to be deal breakers that are 100%, you're not going to change them. And we kind of we were talking about that with, you know, the kids or, you know, substance abuse or any any sort of abuse, obviously. Um, you know, you, you don't get to really try to convince them otherwise on it. But for things like that where you need to give people a shot for a little more than a heartbeat, to, to make amends or to do something, you know, that they might not normally do. And like you said, cooking or sporting or anything like that, there's so many people that I get it all the time in my practice of, you know, well, I broke up with him because of this. And, you know, sometimes I'll call him and he'll be like, what? <laughs> I would have <laughs> loved to have done that with her. You know, if exactly. she never asked me. She never, she never put it out there. And people are so afraid to ask for what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is funny because it kind of is counterintuitive to part of them are not asking for what they want. And other people are entitled. You're feeling exactly. entitled to everything. <laughs> and it's like, can you people get together? Yeah, right. <laughs> Rub off on each other a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like you just need yeah. to take a piece of this over here and a piece of that over there. And you guys can all get a really good relationship. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's amazing to me how we will we'll pass over people so quickly. And, you know, this is a friendships, too. You know, this is kind of any kind of relationship that we do this in, whether it's a, a work relationship, a friendship, or an intimate relationship. We jump to all sorts of conclusions about people, and we choose for them all of the time, uh, you know, how they're going to behave and what they're going to be up for. It's kind of like I call this like the non-invitation for example, when you call somebody up and you're like, hey, there's this great party. I know you're really busy. It's probably not your thing, but wouldn't you like to go? And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> kind of communication. And we do that in our relationships as well. You know, we're kind of, well, maybe if you want to sort of kind of do this for me, that would be nice. But if not, no big deal. Well, you know, that leaves the person with no real clear direction about what your want and your need and your desire is. 
So they have no idea you know, what you're asking for at that point. What are they going to do? Negatives and positives and more negatives and, and mixing it all together. So please don't mm-hmm. do that, people. Yes. <laughs> please don't. Put that out. <laughs> oh, I think, you know, and part of it, and, and I say this all the time, is literally just recognizing that you do this, you know, and, and I, I hope that everyone listening is kind of starting to say, oh, I think I might do that. And just, that's half the battle is really just yeah. kind of figuring that out. So. Absolutely. Well, I want to talk about the Only in My Dreams column. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Everybody so, probably loves that one, right? <laughs> that is, yes, that's a, that's a fun one to start thinking about. Um, it, it really is the, in your wildest dreams, the qualities, because this is really, uh, you know, really a great place to, to fantasize and go to with the, oh, he's just going to have every single quality or she's just going to have this, this, and this. And what's amazing about this column is that it feels so far out of reach that when you find somebody that has a little touch of it or a little piece of it, it really, like, amps things up for you. Like, oh, my God, he, you know, he has something in my wildest dreams category, you know. And you just have to always remember to balance that with your deal breakers because the wildest dreams category can be really appealing, right? Yeah, they can't have everything in their wildest dreams category and then literally all of the deal breakers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Although I'm sure that happens. It's true. It's true. And and but what we end up doing a lot of times is we have these these fantasies. We have these ideas, and they're good. It's not like it's a bad thing to have these kind of you know. I would love to have a person who does all of these different things, but we become so distracted by them. And what I like about the wildest dreams fantasy list is that when you start dating, people really look like wildest dreams fantasy, right? <laughs> like you will see. Give it we have our heart, guys. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. So you can kind of note, like, ooh, today this guy is really kind of fitting in, but you pull your attention back to the deal breakers, right? So you don't ignore that because that's the spice of relationship, especially when you're in the beginning and you're falling in love and you're getting to know someone. Like that, being able to see people with that sort of um, openness and generosity, I think it's one of the greatest gifts of kind of falling in love sure. and that we get that opportunity to not, you know, see the, the drawbacks or the nasty side or, you know, what's complicated because people are messy. But in the beginning, they look wonderful and clean and straightforward, right? <laughs> um, and so you can kind of indulge in saying, wow, you know, here's my, a bit of my wildest dream and like really live into that and appreciate that and enjoy it, but then balance it with your deal breakers. And that's really the two sides of the of the coin. Is you want to you, you you know you're drawn to the wildest dreams people because that's really where your heart and your connection and all of that is drawn to, and you want to balance it with your kind of reason and life skills and life planning and all of that. So they they balance each other in a, in a way. Yeah, that that's an essential I think point to make is that you know you can have a little bit of each. Um, and, you know, obviously if, if it's a deal breaker and negative one, then, you know, they need to go regardless. But, um, you know, it, if it's a little bit here and a little bit there and, and it balances itself out, then that makes a decent relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where everybody kind of gets lost in the shuffle. They think it has to be everything, you know. Mm-hmm. You have to be everything to everybody. And that kind of goes into your last mistake that people are making is, you know, they're we're buying into the fact that there's one person out there there's like that that you know that you're <laughs> yep. 
you know. Exactly. <laughs> Searching for the word, and I went right to unicorn. I'm not sure where that came from. But <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> they are elusive and hard to find. You're right about it. Yeah, so the, you're right. The third and the fourth mistake are kind of combined. So the third mistake is that when we're searching for a partner, is thinking that whoever we end up with should meet all of these different qualities, right? Yep. So these are kind of paired. So the great thing about the list is that it's not just about who you're going to end up in bed with or who you're going to build a family with. These are really qualities that you're just drawn to and looking for in people, period. So what a wonderful get-out-of-jail-free card this is to begin noticing that if your partner doesn't have something on your would-be-nice list or on your fantasy list, you can actually find this in other people who do. You know, we have to stop putting the pressure on one person to meet every single one of our needs. And there's nothing dysfunctional or wrong to be like, man, you know, my guy, he could care less about, you know, going to the baseball game. But I really love baseball, so I'm going. And here's my crew of people who I go with, you know, and he stays home, does whatever he does. Uh, You know, that is – and what a relief it is to your partner as well. Oh, my God. When they no longer have to be that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's such a huge yeah. point of, like, it doesn't have to all come from them. They don't have to be your end-all, be-all. You can supplement right. them. <laughs> yeah. So that final mistake that we fall into, then, is thinking that there is one person and we'll be in a relationship where things are really great. We have our deal breakers. We have, I call it the 80-20 split. Because we'll end up with about 80% of what we want in a relationship, you know, assuming it's a healthy relationship. That's usually where it breaks down is around 80%. And then there's that 20%. And sometimes, man, that 20%, it's like a thorn in our side. And we either try to change the person we're with to get that 20% or we end up leaving over and over and over again, thinking that we're going to find that 100% somewhere. He's, she's got to be out there. And so we take relationships that are healthy and strong and good and we bail because of that 20% as opposed to what I'm saying is take that 20% and find it in a friend, find it in an activity, you know, do it yourself on your own, whatever, you know, that thing is instead of putting all the pressure on the one person. Absolutely. And focus on that 80% that they have and appreciate them for it, you know, and and I think that's where people kind of miss the boat sometimes. It's like, listen, you have everything you need, you know, you might be missing a little bit of what you want, but like you said, find a friend, you know, find a way to, to figure it out on your own, how to get that, that little bit extra. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough because, you know, we're, we are so sold the idea in our culture, you know, that there is the one and you're going, you're destined for one particular person and soulmates. And I think that people do find each other and can have these really amazing, it'll feel like a soulmate connection. But if you look really closely, you know, they have all sorts of things that they don't connect on, but they, the, what's strong about them and what's amazing about them is that they have found ways to meet those needs outside of their primary partnership. Well, if that isn't the thing that everybody should take away from this, I don't know what is, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and joining us today. Don't forget to visit www.rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and to explore the other resources available on the site. And please be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We have so much more to share and really welcome you back and would love to have you with us. Until next time, take very good care of you.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.